This is Atlantic City. Atlantic City was kind of America on steroids. I didn't run for mayor of Atlantic City, I ran for governor of New Jersey. I've been able to call Atlantic City my Miss America home. This is the Atlantic City story. On this episode, we talk about the week that was in Atlantic City. I'm Aaron Serpico. And I'm David Danzis. And we're going to talk to you about a new date coming up that's going to be very important for the city, June 28th. David, tell us what you learned this week about, about that day in June. So on Monday, Ocean Resort Casino, uh, which will be at the former home of Revel, officially confirmed their June 28th opening date. Um, for those of you who don't already know, that is the same opening date that has been announced for Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. So we're going to have two casinos opening up on the same day, something that's never happened before in the city's history. And this is something that we were almost prepared for, right? We saw this coming. We did. Uh, the Press of Atlantic City, we broke this story actually uh, 13 days before Ocean Resort officially confirmed it. So we, we knew that this was coming. Uh, we just hadn't gotten official confirmation from officials at Ocean Resort. But now we know that that's the date. You've been kind of taking these daily trips up to uh, the boardwalk and onto that area near the inlet. What are some things that you've been seeing up there? Now that we know both of these casinos are planning to open on June 28th, what, what are you seeing? There's, is there movement up there? So every day uh, I've been making a little trip out to the boardwalk in the morning and I, I've seen progress at both properties. Um, more recently at, at Ocean Resort, um, they started removing the boardwalk wall that was sort of an impediment uh, to the casino entrance. And that was one of the things that um, the casino's owner, Bruce Dyfick, said that he wanted to change and, and was cognizant of that people who went to Revel had an issue with. Um, along with the non-smoking and the, uh, the infamous escalator to heaven, these are all things that Bruce is making a, a concerted effort to change at Ocean Resort. Um, a little further south on the boardwalk, uh, the, the progress at Hard Rock, uh, it's every day you see something different. Um, just this morning I was there and, and they've got the uh, distinctive purple paint up on the, uh, the outside facade at the boardwalk. Um, we reported last week that they finally put up the lettering on the parking deck, so you know that it's a Hard Rock property. Yes, shout out to uh, City of Atlantic on Atlantic on uh, Twitter who pointed that out to us about the the letters coming down. He actually spotted them coming down Route 40 into the city, uh, just kind of on a on a bed of a truck and heading into the city to be put up. Yes, yeah, so that was fun. I was I was leaving my daily trip uh, <laughs> from the city that morning, and I was heading back to the office, and I got a call from my editor and who frantically told me to turn around and head back um, and I actually beat the truck there and, and I saw it coming in and uh, we I, I staked out the property for two days and, and watched the letters go up and uh, we got to go up on, on top of the parking deck and get some really cool shots for for our readers and stuff so so now their signage is up there it's up um, at least partially um, you know obviously they're gonna have some more branding on that property um, that was something that uh, Jim Allen the chairman of Hard Rock International and Matt Harkness the property president for Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City both talked about during a four and a half hour uh, license hearing on Wednesday uh, at the Casino Control Commission during the same time as uh, Mayor Gilliam's State of the City address which was kind of going on at Boardwalk Hall just a little further down the road in Atlantic City so this is kind of another hurdle that I guess the Hard Rock had to pass before getting to the opening date um, so tell us a little bit about what happened at that meeting as concise as you can from a four-hour meeting sure sure so for all intents and purposes, um, Wednesday's license hearing was, was probably more of a formality. Uh, Hard Rock had already obtained a, a statement of compliance from the Casino Control Commission in 2015 when they had expressed interest in opening a boutique casino here in the city. So a lot of that process had already been taken care of prior to Wednesday. So uh, the fact that it was a four and a half hour meeting 
or four and a half hour hearing, excuse me, um, was a little excessive, but at the same time, you know, it, it was the state crossing their T's and, and dotting their I's and making sure that everything was exactly as it should be. Um, Jim Allen talked a lot about what his vision was for the property here in Atlantic City, um, and he made no bones about it that, you know, he, this is truly the, the last second chance that the city has. Um, you know, uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit on, on what he said, but if Hard Rock fails, it, it doesn't bode well for the rest of the city. What are they expecting in terms of immediacy? So we've got some big acts lined up during their first main weekend. I think it's Carrie Underwood and Pitbull. So those are two major acts that they're bringing to to that area of the boardwalk. But you've also got the beach concerts coming. So what what kind of impact do you think that they this or do they think that this casino will have on on the area um, come this summer even? So both uh, Jim Allen and Matt Harkness uh, both think that their entry into the Atlantic City market is is more than just about gambling and, and casinos. They're an entertainment destination. And they don't feel that it's an oversaturation of the market, which is uh, a little bit of a talking point that, that some skeptics and cynics have brought up. Um, because they're not, uh, as Jim Allen said, they're not looking to steal the, you know, the $30, $40, $50 customer away from somebody else. They want to bring a new customer into Atlantic City, and they think they can do that. Um, they have a $30 million budget for this first year of entertainment. Um, 60 acts already confirmed, and Jim Allen and Matt Harkness have made a commitment to have 300 nights of live entertainment in the first year alone. Uh, pretty lofty goal. So yeah, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you know, they're going to be busy on the boardwalk. And people are getting excited about it. I know we've got some new renderings released this week as well of Hard Rock. We did. Um, you know, they're artistic renderings. We, no one's, uh, well, we don't have any photos yet from the inside, but uh, the place looks good and, and it looks like it's coming along. So You're itching to get inside there, aren't you? I am. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get in there. So Aaron, while I was uh, sitting at a four and a half hour casino license hearing, you were down the boardwalk a little bit at Boardwalk Hall listening to the Lieutenant Governor, uh, Sheila Oliver, and Atlantic City Mayor Frank Gilliam give the state of the city. Tell us a little bit about what they said and, and what you heard that day. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, the state of the city this year was presented not only by the mayor, but also by the one of the top state officials, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver. Frank Gilliam had said before he, he got to the stage with with Oliver, he said he wanted to do this together to portray the relationship that the city has with the state, this positive relationship. And, you know, bringing up positivity, that was the theme of the of the day. Everything was an optim optimistic view of, of what the city has become and will continue to become. Sheila Oliver took the stage first and she mentioned how, um, you know, the, she said that the state is excited to be working with the city and, and they think they've accomplished a lot and they'll be out of their hair within a five-year period, as the legislation says. And what she's referring to there is the state takeover law, which originally had wording of being uh, involved in the city for, for five-year span. And we've only been in this uh, this span for about a year now. She also talked about the main events that we've been talking about on this podcast and that state, of, or state and city officials talk about all the time. Stockton coming to the area, mm -hmm. South Jersey Gas coming to the area. She mentioned Ocean Resort Casino. She mentioned Hard Rock. You know, these are all things that she's mentioning that'll help continue this city to grow. Now, it, it's kind of interesting that, you know, the, the politicians and, and the business folk in the city have one view. Um, just this morning, I was down in the South Inlet, uh, which um, some of the locals might know as Pauline's Prairie. Um, some of the residents down there aren't exactly sold on the, um, the opportunities that are going to be created for them with the opening of these new casinos and, and Stockton and, and the housing development. 
So it's not that they don't believe that these projects uh, can can have a positive impact on the city. It's just that they've heard the song before and it's it's the same tune. Um, so there, there's a level of cautious optimism uh, in the South Inlet about what these projects can actually mean to the city. Who did you talk to in the area? Was it business owners over there? I, I talked to some residents and I talked to business owners. Um, now, to be candid, the, the business owners have a, a much more uh, rosy view of, of what the opening of particularly Ocean Resort could mean for that area of the city. Um, they know that when, when the formal revel closed, um, their business suffered. And I actually spoke to uh, to one business owner who recently just purchased a, a deli right there on Oriental Avenue that he bought for pennies on the dollar because the prior owners just couldn't sustain after Revel closed. But uh, he was he was really excited about Ocean Resort opening, and, and he believed that it would be good for his business. So one person that's really high on the state of the city, no pun intended, is the mayor. Um, he expressed a vision of optimism uh, for the city, but he also had... Um, uh, an interesting angle that he introduced at the state of the city, um, as far as a, a subject that he's talked about before, and that's the legalization of marijuana. Yes, um, it came up at the state of the city, and one of the things he mentioned is his um, desire to make to split the city in so-called districts. One of which would be an adult district, where it would be kind of the area for recreational cannabis use. And, you know, that's something that, that he actually uh, brought up with me once before as well, that he thought that there was an opportunity for things like um, bud and breakfasts and uh, paint and smokes. You know, there, there was a niche market there that, that Atlantic City could capitalize. But I want to make it very clear to our listeners um, that Frank Gilliam is, is one person that the city council themselves have not come out publicly and endorsed the idea of legalized marijuana in the city. Um, in fact, uh, council members like Council President Marty Small and Kaleem Shabazz have taken kind of more of a wait-and-see approach. Um, they want to see what legalization uh, legislation would look like coming out of Trenton. They want to have a better understanding of how it would impact minority communities and urban areas. So while they haven't come out in favor of it and they haven't ruled against it, they're, they're taking a more cautious approach than, than the mayor is on this. We're actually going to end with, um, you'll hear from Sheila Oliver and Frank Gilliam. Atlantic City came to be known as a place you would definitely want to visit no matter what part of this country or the world you came from. I believe that we are on a trajectory to create the next century evolution of Atlantic City. And I want to thank those of you I would like to thank those of you who are in this room for all you are doing to support the leadership of Atlantic City, Mayor Gilliam, the governing body, the institutions, and the over 700 members of this chamber who believe that Atlantic City will certainly emerge as a premier destination for everyone in our state. I often describe to people, Atlantic City's success will parallel New Jersey's success. If Atlantic City does not succeed, New Jersey will not succeed. We are committed to leveraging 
the assets and resources of our state government to make certain that we work in tandem with you to create the Atlantic City we all want to see. Um, it's ironic that you mentioned the downtimes, which in 2013, 2014, where uh, a lot of the folks were actually counting Atlantic City out. Uh, it's a 180 degree change four years later. We see that uh, even in the down market, we have over a billion dollars worth of investment between the Gateway Project with Stockton and, and, and South Jersey industry. Uh, we have the revitalization of the Southeast Inlet with Ocean Resort as well as Hard Rock coming on board. We have uh, housing stocks that's uh, coming in, but Barai, which has another 250 um, very needed housing. We have Tennessee Green with another uh, 65 units. And it's just a, uh, the, the synergy that you can feel in Atlantic City is, is much different. Um, we, we, we've always suspected that Atlantic City was going to have another uh, opportunity. Uh, just like any other market, there are ebbs and flows, and we're very proud to see that we're coming out of those ebbs and, and we're flowing very well right now. Let's make sure that this time that the state of New Jersey and the city of Atlantic City have a working relationship, not one that's uh, of a tyrant mentality, um, one that has the uh, voice of the people and the elected official of Atlantic City. And that's one of the reasons that we basically had her come today. So you can hear it from her mouth that she's very, uh, very enthusiastic about Atlantic City's growth. She's also a partner, and she's basically been in front of a lot of urban issues, so we're very excited to have her as a part of this uh, program.